This episode of the Opie Radio Podcast, sponsored by Helix Sleep. I've gotten five, maybe six mattresses from Helix Sleep at this point, and they're offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you. Go to helixsleep.com slash Opie with Helix Better Sleep starts now. Is she almost done? Because I want to... Are you almost done? I'm trying to... I'm not talking to you, John. I'm looking at your sister. I, w- I was talking to her. Is she almost uh, done? No, I want to get a nice video of the lion, but she's like... I'm, lo- I'm moving now. I, you look beautiful, by the oh, way. No, I don't look beautiful. You, 100% you look beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You want, an you... 80-year-old lady, you can't flirt with me. I'll flirt with an 80-year-old lady. Watch this. You're beautiful, for real. Own that shit. I mean it, ma'am. Sorry to call you ma'am. Alright, looks like we are live. What's going on everybody? Welcome to my live stream 500 feet above New York City on a very uh dark day we got uh we got heavy clouds out there we got a little rain moving through the new york city area um i don't think we're gonna see a sunrise of course we're not gonna see a sunrise today honestly um i woke up a little while ago i don't feel that great i i hope i'm not getting the flu because i i was like oh i'll get the flu shot uh and I, i i was delaying getting the flu shot my daughter's sick i got the scratchy throat I have like, uh, I don't know, sick face. So uh, who knows? Maybe I'm just run down. That's what I'm hoping. What's up, uh, Lisa Connor? Cheers. What's up, Opster? Jason Pokes. So besides the fact that I don't feel that great, there's going to be no sunrise. I made uh, a fresh uh, pot of coffee. I got very excited to have my first sip of coffee. And... uh, and there's no, there's no milk in the house. There's no creamer. There's not even my wife's oat milk crap. So I got a cup of black coffee. Cue up squeeze, black coffee in bed. And then I remember something Florentine uh, told me when we were talking about coffee one day. He's like, uh, I drink my coffee black and I put a little honey in it. So I put honey and black coffee. Here we go. Let's see how this is. Oh, good God. Cheers. If you could drink black coffee, God bless you. There's a special place in heaven for you. Uh, Oh, that sucks. I'm going to be trying to muscle this down now. Uh, What's up, Sean McGill? How are you? Uh, This time of year sucks. I always feel tired when it's so damn dark. Yeah, it's, it's just stupid. It's it's just a dumb um, uh, time of year. I pick up my kids from school. And we want to maybe do something after school. And we're like, hurry, the sun's going down. <laughs> Jesus. Up, up, up. Watched uh, Sebastian Maniscola's new special. Excellent. All right. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I mean, I, he obviously is just crushing it. But I'm not. I don't know. I don't know if I like that guy. I think there are better comedians out there. But I'm just being a dick, Vincent Scaramuzzo, because I didn't even watch the special. I see some of his clips online here and there, and I'm like, I get it. You're a dying. <laughs> I get it. I don't like 
I never really got into gimmick uh, comics in general. I know they're very popular. I know they crush. I know they're on private jets. I know they have mansions, but it was, uh, it was never my taste. Owen A rocked. I had no idea it was so dysfunctional while listening back in the day. It was, uh, it, it was incredibly dysfunctional, sadly. Everybody hated each other. It was just exhausting. I mean, the big one everyone knows about now is that me and Anthony didn't get along for most of our run, but it was exhausting. It was not a, it was a group of very talented people from, from top to bottom, but, but man, there was, a, there was a lot of problems. <laughs> there were a lot of problems. We needed, we needed group therapy. We needed some kind of monster, group therapy. Oh God, but we would all laughed at that. If someone suggested group therapy, we would have just said, oh, get the fuck out of here. The other thing is I, we started uh, subscriptions on my Instagram, and we have a little chat room, and it's fun, man. You know, I turn on the chat, and we just, it's really casual, just talking about our, our, our lives. If you want to join us in there, that's great. Instead of giving me a couple bucks, like, on the live stream, you know, sign up for that for a month and check it out. It's, it's, uh, it's all right. Uh, we got, uh, well, we have 10 people, <laughs> but we have a nice conversation. We have, a, we have 10 people uh, so far that have subscribed to my Instagram, um, so that's, but that's more than fine. I'm posting a video. Uh, it's at the end of a, a long-form video right now on my YouTube channel, OP Radio, and, and uh, on my Facebook, OP Radio fans. It's the video where I go into St. Patrick's Cathedral for the first time since the Sex for Sam thing. And at the end of the video, there's a huge surprise, and... Most people wouldn't say anything, but I literally can't help myself. So I'm walking away, and all of a sudden I turn the camera, and it reveals a guy with uh, with one leg. And most tourists would like try to maybe get a shot and and not be obvious and move on. My reaction, people are like holy crap, but it was my natural reaction. So I'm going like this as I'm babbling, as I'm walking away from the church, and I kind of turned to my side a little bit, and it revealed the guy. And my reaction was, oh my God, you don't have a leg. <laughs> and there were a couple people around that went and put their hands to their mouths. They have nothing to do with me. I don't know why they're doing that, but I was in shock. I wasn't expected to see that. And my reaction was to acknowledge that by going, oh, my God, you don't have a leg. Yeah, they're having Sunday Mass. I've never experienced that before. I was, I was going to go into fooling around mode, and then I heard that organ pop in. Bro, you have no leg. What happened? What happened? What kind of accident? Oh, you don't speak English? Well, I wasn't expecting to see no leg today. i got to give you money for that. How about, uh, here, that's all I got. Not the 10, because I got to get coffee. All right. Uh, sorry, I was shocked. I, did, I wasn't expecting to see no leg. All right, peace. Merry Christmas. Are you going to interview ye? I would not interview that ye. Why would I want to interview ye? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think the Kanye West is a fool. <laughs> is a fool <laughs> I don't mean to go out on a limb on that one but I think he's a fool uh, you kept the ball rolling on ONA people give you a hard time but it would have went off the tracks every day without you of course I brought 15 years of radio experience uh, to that show 
And I surrounded myself with people that had literally no idea how to do, uh, to do radio. Do they know how to do radio all these years later? Yes. But at the time, I brought 15 years of experience, and those guys brought zero. <clears throat> and they know what I, I taught them, especially in the early years. They know. So when they're not beating the shit out of me, they know exactly what I, I uh, did for them. And how I showed them uh, the ropes of this business. Are you a swinger? <laughs> this Gina Bobina is, uh, is a bit uh, uh, fired up. Yesterday she asked if I was married. And today she's asking if I'm a swinger. Man, I'm not a swinger. I only had, well, maybe for another day. Many years ago when I was living in Buffalo, I may have had a... Uh, you know, a more than one. Let's just put it that way. A more than one. But then when you realize, this is what you realize when you have a more than one. You realize that you really like one over the other. <laughs> Especially when you're fired up. So uh, I had a more than one and one was getting a lot less attention. <laughs> Yeah, the good old days of Buffalo when I was working at the Fox. Are you going to the Metallica double concert at MetLife? I know a bunch of people that are. I don't think I'm going to make it. Um, I should, though. I mean, how many more opportunities are are we going to have to see Metallica? I'll tell you why. Probably not. When I was working for SiriusXM, Metallica played the Apollo Theater. Yes. And Metallica said... We are going to bring in all our shit that we use for an outdoor arena show. Or so it seemed. You could barely see the band. They had so much shit on that stage because they're like, fuck that. We are going to play this loud. And um, by far, it was the loudest show I've ever seen in my life. And I was actually... I feel like I was sitting next to Anthony that day. I think we were kind of sort of getting along. There are times we got along here and there. There were sparks and a day here and a day there that we actually did get along. And I had my ears plugged, plugged. They were so loud at the Apollo that um, shit was falling from, from the ceiling. And the, the Apollo's been there for a million years. They have had everybody in that room. But, uh, but Metallica, when they played the Apollo, they shook shit loose. Squint-eyed Opie looking like Gilbert Godfrey while we wait for that coffee to kick in. There it is. I mean, those when, I, when I'm walking around, I mean, not they're not that psycho. But when I'm walking around, this is my eyes for real. When I don't have to read. <laughs> if I have to read, I'm like... And like I said, I'm not putting on readers. Maybe I'll find some fancy glasses. But shit was falling from the ceiling. That's how loud they were. And you felt it in your rib cage. I felt a loudness that I've never felt in my life. It fucking scared the shit out of me. I, I felt like every, every bone in my body was rattling and shaking. Um, and then, uh, and we were fully plugged, fully. And most people were, most people were. And I believe it was Anthony. He kind of gestured toward me and basically said, take out. He's like this, like, take one out. You got to check this out. And uh, so I took, a, I took one of my, my earplugs out and holy shit. 
I think I went deaf instantly. I'm like, this is insane. Kanye said he'll run the country according to the Bible and the Jews will have to work for Christians. It's embarrassing how little he's thought out his ideas. Religion is going to get the best of all of us. All of us. You want, you want to know my, uh, my latest thinking? I don't know if you want to know this. All right. Here's my latest thinking. A lot of people believe in like um, multiverses and multi-universes. Opie's sick. Yeah, I don't feel that great. I, got, uh, I think I got the flu, if you need to know the truth there. Uh, tibbies. I got flop sweats. My back is drenched. I was out in the rain yesterday, and my daughter's been home from school for two days, so I, don't, I honestly don't feel good. My hair is like, maybe I can pat it down. Yeah, I, don't, I literally don't feel good. I wasn't going to turn this on, but it, I, I wasn't on yesterday. And I'm trying to, trying to at least do a live stream from somewhere every day is my, is my little goal. Okay? Okay, so, you know, this religion uh, is going to get the best of all of us, I think, unfortunately. Because we all think our religion is the religion to follow and all the other re- religions are uh, nonsense, which I find really insanely stupid. Uh, not to make fun of your faith. If it works for you, that's great, to be completely honest. But when you're shoving your <clears throat> religion at everyone else and saying, no, this is the way and you're, you're going to hell because you're not following our God, I, 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 don't, I, I don't have time for that. And I'm also looking at the James Webb Telescope, and we're really starting to realize, some of us that are actually reading the articles, that holy shit, we have no concept of infinity for real. We think in our mind we do. We think in our minds we have an idea of infinity, but we literally don't. They're talking about black holes, and then within the black hole itself is, is what do they say, some like thousands of other universes. You know how big just one universe is? So when you really try to uh, understand how, how massive the universe is and the concept of infinity, it just blows your fucking mind. And then you start talking to people that really know this shit, and they're like, look, the probability is, is such that there's only so many combinations that make up a human being that if there's life all over the universe, which I fully believe uh, deep in my soul, I think there's so much life out there that'll make your fucking head spin. But why haven't we found any? Because we haven't even scratched the surface with, with our technology. We, we, we're barely scratching the surface. We got to go... We got to go light, I mean, light years past this. And then maybe you'll find the first planet that has, uh, that has life. And then from that planet, you got to go light years to find another planet. That's what I mean by having no concept of uh, how vast the universe is and, uh, and the concept of uh, infinity. So then you talk to some of these big brains and they're like, there's... Only so many combinations that make a human being, and we really believe there's life all over the universe, that there is someone out there that is exactly like you. Exactly like you. And then I'm taking it further. Not only is there someone exactly like you, they even believe like someone is doing this exact thing somewhere else in the universe. That, that's what I mean by having no concept of uh, how how vast the universe is and the concept of uh, infinity. Because that, th- that thought I can't, I, I, I can't wrap my head around. But some people believe that is possible. I'm like, okay. Anyway, with that said, I believe not only is there an exact copy of you somewhere else in the universe, 
There's so many exact copies of you in the universe in all stages of life that it would make your life feel so insignificant if you really knew the truth on that. Cheers. Cheers to that. So wouldn't that uh, mean that you never die? I mean, you know, in this form, me, you know, I'll die and I I will have no concept of it. But then there's going to be a version of me somewhere else in the universe that just keeps keeps on rocking, man. (laughs) The universe is as big as your imagination. (laughs) Very good, brother. There, there was one day I was trying to, I was trying to uh, express how water blows my mind, and uh, I wasn't able to get the job done. So to this day, people make fun of me. But water blows my mind. It doesn't make sense. I'm looking at a river with a lot of water in it, but you take a cup of water, you just dump it on the shore, and it's pretty much gone. Like, how does it keep its form? Well, it keeps its form because it's part of an ocean or a river. No, I understand all that. But basically, if you look at water individually, it's pretty much invisible. Water blows my mind. Can I help you with the student loads, Mike Jones? If this was like 10 years ago, I would almost say yes. But I got a tax bill. You don't even want to know that, you know, they, this, is, this is why this city fucking sucks. Taxes are due, right? And they're like, they hit us up with a giant tax bill right around Christmas. I got to pay it by, uh, what, January 2nd. So, you know, I'm just like anyone else these days. Did well in my life. But now, you know, I worry about bills and, and, uh, and Christmas and all that. And then this city hits you with a giant tax bill. Who wants to guess my tax bill? Oh, by the way, this is for, uh, this is for uh, only six months. The first part of my tax bill hits on uh, 4th of July weekend. So that's nice, too. Cheers. I hate this city. I fucking hate it. But the bill is giant. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, fuck it. Yes. I'm writing a check within the next two weeks for 50 G's. And uh, that's only half my city taxes for the year. Yes. Thank you, Ted Palawata. Yes. Yes. So when you give me a few bucks, I'm appreciative. But trust me. Uh, <laughs> trust me. I'm not, I'm not making a lot of money doing this. By the way, that tax bill doesn't count uh, the, the 5500 a month we pay to live in this building. Yes. 5500 a month to live in this building and oh that's your no it's not my mortgage <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting slaughtered <laughs> 5500 a month oh and that doesn't count the Christmas uh, tips uh, that you know we got our pamphlet everyone is expecting a nice Christmas tip we have to we have to give tips to close to 40 people in this building so cheers Welcome to New York City. This episode of the Opie Radio Podcast, sponsored by Helix Sleep. I've gotten five, maybe six mattresses from Helix Sleep at this point, and they're offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you. Go to helixsleep.com slash Opie with Helix Better Sleep starts now. My relationship with Helix Sleep started quite simply. 
I was in the market for some mattresses, so I did all my own research, and what was coming back to me over and over again was how great Helix mattresses were. So I ordered one, and I was very, very happy. And then you fast forward a bit, all of a sudden there are uh, sponsors on my podcast. Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. The Helix lineup includes 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models, a mattress for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made for just kids. But oh, I don't want to be confused when I'm picking out a mattress. They make it easy. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz, find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And this is the best part. They ship the mattress to your house free of charge. They offer a 100-night risk-free trial. And they know everyone's unique and they sleep differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from. Each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. I'm telling you, I love my mattresses from Helix Sleep. Best mattresses I've ever had in my life. Helix Sleep is even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. This is what I always tell you guys. Check it out for yourself. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you. Go to helixsleep.com slash opie. Once again, that's helixsleep.com slash opie for up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. With Helix, better sleep starts now. I can't wait for December, what, December 26th. And then we'll lay around in pajamas for like a week at the beach, looking at the ocean, waiting for that stupid Ryan Seacrest to say, Happy New Year! But this Christmas thing, man, I don't, I don't know... For many years, I didn't have to really worry about the Christmas thing because, you know, I, I, didn't have, uh, I didn't have the kids. But now I've been in the Christmas thing for the last 10 years or so. It's hard to get the Christmas spirit when you're panicking your balls off. It sucks balls, right? I, I think it sucks balls. I really do. <laughs> it's not really a religious holiday, is it? I mean, I, I know on paper it is. I'm, you know, don't call me out on that. But it doesn't feel like a religious holiday. Oh, I go to mass. I do my hour. Oh, if it was on you to free Paul Whelan, but you had to blow a guy, would you? Oh, gee. well, that's a very good question, uh, uh, Johnny Pablo. Is Paul Whelan a, an American hero? I wouldn't do it for Brittany Griner because she's not an American hero. But is the Paul Whelan an American hero? He is, right? So I think I would. Cheers. And remember... I said this many, many years ago. Like, it, it, there's a there's a saying. It's not. It's not. See, I don't know what you could say on the Facebook. They get a little nervous. It's not mm, if you don't push back. It's not mm, if you're trying to save an American hero. It's not. Mm. So, I, so I think I would. Yeah, I think I would. I have no problem admitting that. And it would be my first. So just relax on that garbage. What are we looking at? 1000 a kid for Christmas? Oh, Jesus. Scaramuzo. What's wrong with the Scaramuzo? It's at least a, a thou. I, w- I would say we're probably going to go uh, all, all said and done. Probably close to two Gs a kid, man. Two Gs a kid. Although they're in that world where all they want to do is uh, be on their iPad. So it's, uh, you know, uh, we're getting to the... 
we're getting to um, we're getting to the place where we could start throwing away a lot of their stuff. And uh, we got friends in this building, that, but they got older kids. And she used to see me just dragging all sorts of stuff into my apartment. <laughs> she goes, what does it look like in there? I'm like, you don't want to know. Just stuff everywhere. And like, like I've said on the live stream, I'm not... I'm not uh, I'm not a hoarder by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, we had a lot of stuff because the kids, everyone wants to take care of the kids. She goes, they'll get to an age where um, you'll be able to like declutter because all they're going to care about is their iPads. And we're starting to, starting to get to that point, which is nice. We're already a couple years uh, past the past the place where I was literally just throwing toys down the garbage chute in the middle of the night. Because we were getting so much stuff. Oh, my God. So much stuff. So what I do is I, I make a pile, big pile. I throw it in the uh, the car. And there was a charity place. I, I, I You know, it's been a couple of years that I don't remember the name anymore. I would like to give the plug for the people that are local. And I would drop off all the... Uh, all the toys that the kids weren't using. So much stuff that was never, never opened. And, you know, I feel bad because there's a lot of families that have a tough time around Christmas trying to get stuff for their kids. And trust me, we do our part to try to give uh, a little back. And then uh, I was doing this like twice a year. Like I was just loading the car with all sorts of literally brand new stuff and bring it down to a charity downtown. And they were very, very appreciative. And then... um and then in the middle of the night, because like I, I've told many of you, I got I got the insomnia. I, I barely sleep till six, which I was able to do this morning. By the way, just starting to wake up. I don't even know what I said for the last uh, 10 minutes. So <laughs> I love this. I really just, oh, I love this. I literally have no idea what I said uh, the last 10 minutes. Did I admit that I would uh, uh, do something crazy to free Paul Whelan? Did I? Well, the coffee... The coffee didn't kick in yet. Now I got hiccups. Oh, now I got burps. But I get up early and then I would just wander the house and pick up stuff they weren't using anymore or they liked but were broke. You know, the toys were broken. And then I marched down to the garbage chute and just throw all this shit right into the garbage chute. Yes. Oh, Creamy Butters on the Instagram. Morning from the bathroom of the factory I work at. Dan, you're watching this from a, a factory bathroom? Holy crap. Are you hovering? Butters, do you hover or do you sit right down on the damn bowl? Man, I sit right down on the damn bowl. I don't build a nest. I don't hover. I sit right down on the bowl. And I even don't mind if the if the seat is warm from the person before me. I don't give two craps about that. And then I got people around me that they can only crap at home. That's that's a dramatic difference, don't you think? Opie puts one foot on the toilet tank to wipe better. <laughs> oh, I read that one cold. I read that one cold. Jesus. Cheers to you on that. Cheers. You got me bad. Oh, that, that sounds awful. Pat Duffy, good morning. Time to kick today's ass. That's right. Pat, you got to be stressing about the the Christmas. You have to be. I I know Christmas is for the kids. I literally don't want anything. Literally at all. I got everything I need. 
I just want to make sure all it comes down to is uh, seeing the kids in the morning and hoping they got the smile on their faces. And that's, uh, that's all you can hope for. And then we can move the F on from this stupid holiday. Believe it or not, here's Pat Duffy. Believe it or not, we've been ready for Christmas for a couple ready for Christmas for a couple weeks. You're that family? First time we managed to do that in years. My priority now is to make it magical for the kids. Decorations, parade, light shows, breakfast, and Santa. Holy shit, I bow to you, Pat Duffy. We're running around with our heads chopped off. And then on top of it, we go to Philly every year for uh, Christmas Eve. So we go all the way down there. Then we come all the way back. We uh, pull, uh, pull back into New York around midnight. And then me and the wife are up l- literally, <laughs> literally all night setting up Christmas. So then Christmas morning, kids are waking us up. They're trying to wake us up because we try to sleep in because we've been up all night. And they're still not on to us because they know I'm an early riser. The only day I sleep in is Christmas morning because I've been up all night. And they're like, Dad, you're usually up by five. Why aren't you awake at eight? So they haven't figured that out yet. They haven't done the math in their head. Uh, so we're actually, um, we're actually zombies Christmas morning from the back and forth to Philly and then staying up all night to, to set up the Christmas for the kids. If you have any questions on how to be a good dad, follow Pat Duffy. Yeah, no shit. Pat Duffy used to be absolutely <clears throat> insane on the Opie and Anthony show. I mean, insane. To the point where um, I wasn't scared of many people, but I was scared that Pat could really hurt somebody. For real. And now he's like, he's a totally different guy. And I only bring this up, Pat, because I get the same shit because everybody just wants to wants me to still be some dumb shock jock jumping on cakes and this and that. And I'm like, (laughs) first of all, that show has been over for for I don't know. I'm going to say 10 years. I think the last time we actually did an Opie and Anthony show that mattered was 10 years ago. And these people every day, they think I'm the same guy. And I laugh and I think of Pat Duffy from time to time because the fact is, if you're lucky enough to live long enough on this lovely earth of ours, uh, you know, you go through a lot of changes. But then if you got a lot of your history that's available to people, they, they only see that one version of you. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's been my curse for many years. So cheers. Cheers on that. Drunken Donuts. Opie, have you ever thought about getting nipple rings? That's the question today. Okay. Um, I hate when my, see, I got to keep it clean for the Facebook. I hate when my nips, I think I could say nips. Maybe the AI doesn't pick up on the fact that I'm talking about nipples. If I say nips, um, stupid AI, I know there are guys out there that, uh, that like that type of play. I think I could say it that way. And I have always hated it. And I've also thought it was very, very silly and stupid. So why the hell would I get rings then for for my nips? I thought it looked ridiculous. What do you go? And what is that supposed to do? There's been a few times in my uh, in my dating life where I, I looked at the person and said, knock it off. <laughs> knock it off. 
Oh, I thought, no, you thought wrong. It's stupid and silly. The baby bird version of me flared up recently with Pat uh, from Minaki passing away. Lots of people messaging me and asking about it and then being real disappointed with everything I do now. <laughs> LOL. Yeah, that's the truth. Wah, wah. Uh, is that a bird which is a bald eagle back there? Where's the bald eagle? We see a lot of hawks. Uh, I saw one. Uh, I saw one bald eagle uh, on Long Island, and I was blown away because I thought they only hung out in uh, Alaska. I had no idea that you could actually see a bald eagle in uh, in uh, this area. <laughs> I had no idea. It shocked the hell out of me. I'm like, God, is that a bald eagle? Holy shit! And then you th- then you realize bald eagles in some parts of America. I mean, if I see a bald eagle, I'm like, everyone get back. That's a bald eagle. We got to protect it. Then you go to other parts of the country and they're like, they basically kick them. There's, there's so many of them. And they're like pigeons and seagulls to a lot of people in other parts of this country. They hate them. But man, if we see one in these parts of America, we're like, stand back. That's a goddamn bald eagle. That's America right there. Hell yeah. Seems like Bert would have you and Pat on his podcast. Would be big for the numbers. I, I would go on Bert Kreischer's podcast. I try to get him on my uh, little thing. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, I'm not big enough for them anymore. Oh, it's so frustrating. And I want to yell at some of these guys. And I'm not saying Bert in particular. There are guys I put on my giant radio show. Giant. That had no audience. At all. And they reaped the rewards of my giant audience. And that's how things worked. And they uh, contributed. And they gave me really good material. 100%. And then those same people have skyrocketed to fame and got giant podcasts. And not that I was asking to return the favor. But I asked a bunch of these guys on my podcast and they said no or ignored me or had an excuse because I'm not big anymore. That pisses me off if you want to know the truth. Because I took chances on so many people over the years. What are you going to do? Lots of bald eagles around me. I wonder if they're self-conscious about their hairline. (laughs) That joke, I'll see myself out. I like that. I like that joke, Pat. I don't mind that one. They look stupid. Why did we pick that bird? I think we should have picked the... uh, Man, I'm going to go with the red-tailed hawk. Should be the national bird of America. That bird looks so much more badass than a bald eagle, if if you want to know the truth. Holy crap. Bird fucking sold out. I I don't see it that way. I don't see that at all. At all. And, and I'm a weird dude because <clears throat> Bill Burr would do my podcast tomorrow. But I don't really have a, I don't really have like a professional setup these days. I'm wandering the streets. I'm, I, I turn it on here from my apartment 500 feet above uh, the, you know, the, the streets of New York. I do have a professional mic. So when I put this together as a podcast, the audio is way better than what you hear. Um, I'll, I'll get a mic in 2023. But Bill Burr has always been a, a solid dude. Solid. He's never, I mean, 
The guy has never said no to me. If I text him, he texts me back. If I call him on the phone, he picks up every single time. I have literally no issues with Bill Burr. And I know if I said, hey, Bill, could you do my podcast next time you're in New York? He would do it in a second. I, I know that. So I would have to uh, strongly disagree with, uh, with this guy right here. Strongly disagree. Then there's other guys, and um, I don't really feel like naming names today. But all of a sudden, I'll text somebody, and they don't even text back. I'm like, really, dude? Are you serious? Oh, God. When you're dealing with egos, it's exhausting. Oh, Rogan, Rogan is like, no, I mean, you could love Rogan all you want. I think he's a piece of shit. For real. Because, I, I, you know, there was a time Rogan's podcast wasn't huge, and we put him all over our, our, uh, our channel. He was on our channel on the weekends. He was coming in. We, he was great on our show. I really loved him on our show, and he, uh, he absolutely delivered. And we gave him massive promotion. And then, you know, I got kicked to the curb and I had to start all over. And I, I started texting people to be on my podcast, especially in the early days when I was still going for guests and stuff. And, and honestly, uh, more people than not said yes and they were on the podcast. If you go all the way back in my podcast feed, you can see this for yourself. And then I just texted Rogan because he was in New York. And the guy literally did not get back to me. And then I, I called him out on it and then... I guess he said that he changed his number and stuff like that. I'm like, Joe, but you also know that I also DM'd you on the Twitter. And look, if he didn't want to do my podcast, that's one thing. But to completely ignore me, knowing what I did for him in the early days, that's, that's a sign of a bad person if you want to know the truth. So if you want to, if you want to support Rogan and you think he's great, I have no problem with that. But I, I have to tell the truth about it. You know, I needed some of these guys early on. And a lot of these guys understood that and they did my podcast, including Bill Burr, including Stephen Lynch, who literally doesn't do much of anything. But he came to New York. I go, hey, man, you want to be on my podcast? He goes, sure. And, and he thanked me for everything I did for him over the years. Bill Burr came on. Uh, the, the, honestly, the, Bob Saget, the list goes on and on, on and on. And you can see all the names if you, if you go back to my feed. And, uh, and Rogan couldn't even write me back. That's when I I turned on that guy. I'm like, oh, okay. At least fake it like like some of your your brothers out there. At least they know how to fake it. He said you didn't have his number. I just explained. I had a number that I I believe to this day still works. And I also DM'd him on the Twitter. He was surprised that I called him out and then he had to come up with something. Because a lot of these guys, you know, this crap happens to them. And then they just keep their mouths shut and don't say anything. But I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to say something. Plus the fact, if he didn't have my number, right? Which I know is bullshit. Because he follows me on Twitter still. and I, Or I don't know. I haven't checked in a while. And I DM'd him. But let's say uh, what you said is true. If he knew how, that I was mad, right? And if he knew what I did for him in the early days, not that, you know, he's way bigger than I ever was. Let's, let's uh, acknowledge that as well. And if he, if he gave two shits about me, he still has my number, bitch. Cheers. Speaking of um, the UFC, Jared Flash Gordon, my friend, and someone tried to call me out on this online, and you got... You got one of the biggest faces in years. So Jared Flash Gordon, 
he did my podcast, uh, and he gave me one of the best episodes ever. The guy has had a crazy-ass life. He almost died a few times. He was a, a drug addict. Uh, he had some... Um, he, uh, well, he, uh, see, I don't know what you could say on the Facebook, but, you know, as a kid, you know, some things happened to him. Let's just say that. All right. And he did my podcast. He gave me one of the most honest hours I've ever done in radio or podcasting. It was unbelievable. And since then, we've uh, kept in touch on a pretty regular basis. You know, life gets in the way, but uh, he's another guy. I text him, good luck with this or that. You know, when he got his girl, congratulations on that. And he writes me right back. So I watched the fight. Jared Flesh Gordon absolutely got effed in that decision. And uh, so, you know, I wrote about it on Twitter. I also wrote him personally. And he got back to me. And on Twitter, someone said, oh, nice try, but he's, he's too famous for you or something like that. And, and <laughs> you can see this. I should, I should screen cap this and put it on the live stream. Oh, shit, I got to wake up my kids. Um... He goes, Opie is my boy to this to this guy that was trying to call me out. I'm like, thank you, Jared. Jared Flash Gordon is the type of guy, though, man. He absolutely got effed in that fight, but he's uh, he's the type of guy that uh, he will he will build off that, he will learn off that, and he will push forward. A lot of guys, um, just in life in general, you get you get knocked down hard. Uh, they just quit and 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 give up and and say, well, that's it. And um, Jared's not that guy. No, he's not that guy. All right, I got to go. Turning off the professional mic.